We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome to Kits and Wagers. We're talking game week 25 in the Premier League. I am Adam Zadroik, joined by Chris Owen, who must be happy. I don't know if he's got Liverpool kit on, but Liverpool just won. Yep, there it is. 2-0 against Leicester today. Chris, how are we feeling after that win? Feeling pretty good. Uh, pretty, pretty much a complete performance, I thought. I mean, they had Casper Schmeichel had a crazy amount of saves it seemed like um good game otherwise it was nice to see Luis uh, Diaz get his I think it was his Premier League debut and his first start for the club other than that you know kind of business as usual still uh, applying the pressure on Manchester City in terms of the title race uh, Leicester you know they're kind of they're kind of uh, having a tough go of it right now and we talked about that in the future is probably back in October but um I'm interested to see what happens with them down the stretch. They had played so well for so long for two seasons and, um, you know, we're in that top four race and now they're, I think they're probably what almost uh, in the bottom half of the table, if not, yeah, they're 12th right now. So they're really not playing particularly well and um, you know, not sure what they got to do to get it back going. But anyways, um, regardless of all that, I'm, I'm in a 2010, I think it's 2010, 2009, uh, Liverpool training top. I, my buddy actually sent it to me. He's, he's like an Arsenal fan, but he had one of these and it's got like the, it's like basically like a turtleneck, you know? Um, and then it's got like the little like uh, thumb holes too. So it's kind of classy. This looks like something dirt kite would wear. A hundred, hundred percent. You know, him like CVG was probably rocking it as well. Some of those <laughs> yeah, guys yeah. from those like 2009, 2007, um rosters harry kewell before he left potentially but yeah so this is what i'm rocking today and uh you know thought thought i'd pull out a little liverpool gear seeing as we watched them not more than like two hours ago nice yeah so this is not an adidas sponsored podcast now that i'm just looking at our our shoulders here he's got (laughs) three stripes just going everywhere but i'm going i got a la liga shirt on this is osasuna so for all the uh, the hemingway fans out there Osasuna is in uh, Pamplona, and you know I suggest if anyone's in Spain, go to Pamplona. Really cool city. And but what do we got for Premier League now? So actually, yeah. While we're talking, while you're we talking Liverpool, I just wanted to say I I look back at uh, 
our discussion uh, earlier in the week about Leicester Liverpool. And it was like, both of us were kind of unsure just because of, you know, the prior results. And it turned out that maybe Liverpool dominated, but, you know, we still, I think we suggested like either take under three and a half, under two and a half, or just go with all the goals. So hopefully you took the under on that one. I, I personally took the under two and a half. So, but I mean, yeah. I also did something else, but whatever. You had, you had a bit of wisdom there when you said, you know, if you're going to go for it, go for something crazy, at least to make yeah. it worthwhile rather than like try to like, get on the razor's edge and i think it made sense i mean it could have it, it honestly could have easily been like more goals than it was but casper schmeichel was like stood, stood on his head and uh, anyways moving on yeah. from that match so we got game week 25 these matches just keep coming these shows just keep coming it's it's non-stop here but uh we're we're doing this no matter what chris is on a flight an hour from now so he's getting this show in to you know, continue his best bet run. But speaking of those best bets, uh, Chris is on three straight. He had Everton, uh, Newcastle over two and a half goals. That was 3-1 to Newcastle. And then mine was a push. I took Norwich, draw no bet. So mine was a push, but still uh, still riding my, you know, no loss record is what I'll say. But first game we're going to talk about, it kind of opens – Game week 25 on Saturday, Manchester United home against Southampton. Manchester United minus 165 to win, plus 320 on the draw. And then Southampton, who just won at Tottenham 3-2, they're plus 450 to beat Manchester United. You can get over two and a half goals at minus 145, under two and a half goals, plus 115. So the first thing is, is are we sure Manchester United should be favored by this much? No. We're not sure that they should be favored by this much. They they are just coming off a, a draw against the Premier League's worst team uh, in terms of points in the table. I mean, they're, they've only played 20 matches, so they could arguably go up. And um, But they drew Burnley 1-1 on Tuesday. Prior to that, on the, uh, the Friday prior to that, they lost to Middlesbrough, a championship side in the FA Cup. So they haven't been playing that well. Um, at least in, in the last two matches, uh, they did beat West West Ham and Brentford the two matches before that in the Premier League. But um, I'm not I'm just not sure that this is a really big number that I that I feel like I don't know why they have earned that as much um, or I don't know that they have earned that as much. Um, Southampton plus 450. You know, I'm not going to go out and say, like, let's go Southampton plus 450. Uh, but they do seem like uh, they could easily, you know, pull this off. Not easily pull this off, but they could pull it off. Um, they're coming off a come. I, I believe it was a come from behind 3-2 win over Tottenham yesterday. And then mm-hmm. they had won in the FA Cup the, the weekend before there on Saturday. And then not. Not a week ago, they drew Manchester City. So, you know, they've beaten two really, uh, you know, top half sides, specifically Man City being – they had not beaten, but they, they've gotten good results. And, um, you know, I, I like Southampton here. And I think, um, you know, when you look at the, the previous matches that they've had, they've actually played Manchester United pretty tough, uh, aside from a 9-0 loss that happened <laughs> yeah. last season. But other than that, they, they've played them tough. They've beaten them. They've, they've gotten away with a couple of draws. And so I think Southampton – um, has a pretty good shot here to go into Old Trafford and, and maybe take a point, if not, um, if not three points. Yeah, just uh, just even looking at the recent results, looking at like Manchester United, like you look at the odds and you think, okay, Manchester United, maybe they're they're playing awesome at home. That's why they're favored by this much. But like you said, that Middlesbrough match that was at home, 
and you know they couldn't get the second goal against them in the FA Cup. Their other home matches, recent home matches, one nil against West Ham, one nil against Aston Villa. Uh, then they lost one nil against Wolves. It's like they still aren't playing that well, even at home. And I guess the difference between uh, Ole Gunnar uh, Solskjaer and Ragnick is. Manchester United, they seem to want to play more defense. They're playing more defensive is what it is under under Ragnick. And then, like previously under Solskjaer, is, there's a lot of goals, a lot of goals. They're scoring more, but they're also allowing more. So it seems like they're kind of – they're just having struggles in the attack, and that's something Southampton is not having trouble doing. So I think there's a chance, like we, like we said the same thing before, or at least – Maybe I said it to myself, I don't know, before the Tottenham-Southampton <laughs> game. Like, Tottenham are playing well. They're playing well. They're at home. Like, I didn't think, you know, Southampton would be able to, you know, come out and do what they did, but they kind of dominated that match at Tottenham. Like, and, like, Tottenham are a defensive team, and even if you say Manchester United are a defensive team, like, we just saw Southampton, James Ward-Prowse just uh, – is going nuts right now and it's yeah. is a guy you don't want to bet against. So I think like there's value on Southampton. I probably take the over, but just because of how defensive Manchester United are playing, I'd maybe be uh, tentative on that, but I still like, because you're getting over two and a half goals and minus 145. So I, I still, I wouldn't bet the under though, just because of the way Southampton are playing. I think, I think Southampton on the side is what you want. Maybe, maybe avoid. Uh, I don't know. Do you think like Southampton can win this like one nil, uh, like Wolves did a little bit ago, or do you think they're going to need like another three two to to take a win here? Despite the recent play of Manchester United playing more defensively, I still think that this game has goals. And when you look at it with the over, you know, you don't get plus odds on the over until three and a half goals. And then plus odds on the under is under two and a half goals. And I don't, I just don't either see this being, you know, one nil, one, one, or, you know, I just don't see it being like that. And when you look at their previous seven matchups, we've seen four goals or more in five of the past seven matchups between these two sides. And that dates back to 2018. I just don't think that it's going to end up like that. Um, so if I was to, you know, select between going in the plus odds on the over or going in the plus odds on the under, I'd, I think I'd rather, this is a little bit weird, but a, a plus 170 on the over at three and a half is, is probably what I'd opt for. And I, I just think, you know, Southampton are good enough uh, from an attacking perspective to fill the back of the net. United still quite not that good defensively, despite playing a bit more of a defensive style. And, you know, they, they still have enough players where they can score. So I think I'd still opt for that over three and a half goals, a lot of goals. But regardless, I like that positive number over the under two and a half. Yeah, so these teams played early in the season as one one, but I wonder, like that nine that nine nil result. I wonder if that's kind of in the back of their heads. Like this is the last time they were at Old Trafford. Like I wonder if you know these guys kind of want to you know get that out of their heads. Maybe even like once they step in there, like we can't let that happen again. Just looking at the roster from that game, uh, Ward Prowse, uh, Stevens, Bednarik, he had. Uh, they well, they got a red card in the second minute, and that's yeah. that's when things fell apart. But like, so there's guys in the team that uh, not a lot, not not a lot, because they were dealing with a lot of injuries. But there are still guys, and specifically James Ward Prowse, who were in that match, who played the full ninety in a nine nil loss. Like that, that just doesn't leave your head. 
even though it's been a year and he's played all these matches, but it, it's got to be something that I wonder if, you know, maybe it's more motivation even for these guys. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm not, I'm not calling a nine nil victory here for anybody, but uh, I just definitely think there could be four goals is a lot to ask for, but I think that's uh, more likely than, you know, just one goal from the two teams or two goals. Yeah, I definitely believe that. I'd go with that too. Um, so next one, we don't usually do, you know, these blowout matches, but uh, I put together this graphic early in the week and I just wasn't thinking and uh, I still want to change the graphic. So we're sticking with it. Norwich, <laughs> Norwich at home against Manchester City. So we got Manchester City at minus 575 to win. Norwich plus 1800 to win. And six plus six fifty on the draw. So my best bet last week, or I guess a couple of days ago, was Norwich. And you know they outplayed Crystal Palace in the first half. They were uh, they probably should have had a couple. Of, they probably should have had a couple goals, and then it turned out uh, they ended up getting lucky because Wilfred Zaha had a terrible penalty in the in the second half. There uh, they also got back to back goals. But uh, so what do what do we think is going to happen here? Are we going with like a minus two and a half? Is that, uh, is that kind of the, what we're leaning here? Or do we think Norwich have a chance? Like they're actually playing, they're playing better. Uh, I said last show, you know, they won four of their last five and now it's, you know, they've taken points in five of their last six. So do you think there's a chance for a point or to actually be competitive? Oh man. Trick question there. <laughs> I, I'm in two schools of thought here. Uh, earlier in the week, we've been putting out some some Twitter bets uh, on the Rotowire at Rotowire Soccer uh, channel on our on our Twitter, and um, I took Manchester City. I think it was like over three and a half goals against um, who the heck were they playing? Brentford. Um, Brentford earlier this week, and I missed on that one because it was two nil. And you know, as is per usual, City dominated and uh, could have had more goals, but they didn't. And then the other other thing for me is like. Um, in the past three matches, Norwich haven't lost. They're playing, you know, they, they drew Crystal Palace, they beat Wolves, and they beat Everton um, and uh, Watford. So, like, they, they're playing pretty well. Um, and we you, in the in the rant that you had the other night, you know, you, you kind of outlined how well they're playing. I just think Manchester City is just, you know, they're, they're can dispose of any team here. And I think I'd rather, again, this is a tough one, but the over three and a half is plus 110. The under is where you hit your positive odds. I think I'd rather go for under three and a half at minus 135 than over three and a half at plus 110. I still think, you know, Norwich playing well, but I don't think they're, you know, they're going to play well enough to take any points out of this. All right. So we say that. We say that, and I'm just gonna look. I'm gonna read off some numbers here. So the last the last two matchups between these teams, it's been five nil to Manchester City. No surprises. With the last time Manchester City played at Norwich City, Norwich City won three two. That was in their uh, relegation season. Uh, you know they moved up two years ago. Norwich won three two. I pull up the numbers here. In the loss, Manchester City had 25 shots. Norwich had seven shots. Like that's Dude. that's the way that uh, basically Norwich have to score every time they're shooting the ball. Almost that's kind of what it comes down to. And didn't I think I remember watching that match? But like I think Norwich scored two goal early goals off like a set piece, 
I know that like it must have been a couple first half and then they, I thought they held on to the, the lead there at the end. So like, it's going to have to be something like that. They're not going to just get some open play goals. I feel like it's going to have to be a set piece or like maybe a foul or something like that. And yeah, I, I, I mean, so you're outlining that it's been five goals in the last three matches. So maybe I don't know anything and you should take the over in this one. Yeah. And then going further here, so we think that, you know, Manchester City, they're going to dominate the ball. We know this. Like, we know how they play. Mm-hmm. Uh, that just, you know, that just happened against Brentford. But just looking at their previous away results in, in the Premier League, they have 1-1 at Southampton, 2-1 at Arsenal, 1-0 at Brentford. So, you know, there's there's signs here that, you know, Manchester City, they're going to dominate possession. They're going to be in the attacking third 75% of the match. But – that doesn't always equal goals if, you know, the other team can stay strong kind of a thing and, you know, can keep accepting the blows, doesn't allow the great opportunities. It's not like, you know, Manchester City have, you know, they're crossing it in. They have like a huge, huge guy in the box to to cross it into. Like that's not how they play. So I, I want, I guess in the second half for Norwich in their game against Crystal Palace, they pretty much played – that 45 minutes the same way they're going to be playing this match. So like, I I don't know how much that helps in carrying over just, you know, the way you you play, like they're, they're going to have the ball 20% of the time, but you know, they allowed one goal in that spot. They're, I mean, they're probably going to be more defensive against Manchester city. Uh, (laughs) I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not, it's not going to be, well, maybe I could look at something like Norwich uh, plus two and a half, like, but even then, like that's minus 145. Why would you take Norwich plus two and a half and minus 145 plus one and a half is just doesn't feel right. And then, uh, so there's not a ton of options just in terms of value. Manchester city minus two and a half is plus 130. Like if you're thinking another five, no result, that's probably the way to go. And I, I'd actually lean on the under. Um, but yep. even then, Give, it's like under three and a half is minus 135. So, yeah, it's not it's, great, uh, but that's the one that I think is the best is the minus 135 yeah. for under three and a half. Yeah, I wonder. It's, it's kind of even, I mean, it's not exactly similar to today's Liverpool Leicester game, but just, you know, in terms of the odds, like, this could be a two nil match. You could go with the two, uh, the, uh, the two under two and a half route, but I guess at that point, why don't you just bet the uh, exact score here and just say it's going to be, you know, two nil. So yeah. that's uh plus five fifty. So, but we're not the exact pro- prognosticators in this show. So <laughs> prognosticators, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's not the right word. Yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> I gotta look it up, honestly. <laughs> All right. Well, you're looking it up. I'll... We got Hemingway. I'm... We got a Hemingway and a <laughs> drop out of Adams and Drake here on on today's podcast. Hey, I just I just finished the sun also rises, so yeah. I had to get Hemingway into the oh, show somehow. Nice, nice. <laughs> this and... this 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 podcast is pro books. <laughs> Yeah, always pro books. Come on. Always. The right, person so who foretells or prophesizes a future event, a prognosticator. There are many prognosticators predicting the worst. That's in, that's used in a sentence, not necessarily. But... <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> so anyways, there's your uh, literary lesson for the day here. Uh, 
literacy and wagers. Yeah, literacy and wagers. All right. So uh, next match, we're looking at Sunday. It is the last match of the game week. We're speaking of Leicester here. I wanted to put them in again uh, just because, you know, they're a fun team to talk about. And I noticed that they are a home underdog here. So Leicester at home, plus 190 uh, against West Ham. West Ham are plus 145. And then the draw is plus 245. You can get over two and a half goals at minus 145, under two and a half goals, plus 120. So, Leicester have uh, one less day, I want to say. Yeah, West Ham played Wednesday, so it's one less day uh, to prepare for this match. But, uh, you know, sometimes that's a good thing. And, you know, Brendan Rodgers already rotated a bit in the match against Liverpool. I mean, we saw Tielemans and Harvey Barnes, those guys come off the bench. Whether that, that was because they were tired or Rodgers just, you know, wasn't happy with uh, their performance uh, in the FA Cup over the previous weekend, uh, we'll never know. But I guess I didn't even mention Ian Nacho. He didn't start either. So, so you know, it's, I don't think you know, being tired is going to be an issue here. It's just going to be what Leicester's lineup is going to look like. They started in Didi and Amarty at center back against Liverpool. Will they do that again? We'll see what happens. But what are your what are your uh, opening impressions here? We, are we thinking goals? I, that's kind of where I'm leaning. Yeah, it's it's weird because West Ham. I mean, their last couple games they've been a little bit tighter, where they beat Watford one 0 um, lost to Manchester United one 0 But prior to that, you know, they were involved in some shootouts: the three two to Leeds, three two to Crystal Palace, four one to. You know, they they were involved in some games where there's a lot of goals on the board. Same could be said for Leicester City. You know, just despite losing 2-0 to uh, Liverpool today and then the, the other uh, low-scoring affair they had was a 1-0 win over Liverpool back in December. But otherwise, it's been, you know, in the FA Cup, 4-1, 3-2 over Tottenham or 3-2 loss to Tottenham, um, 4-1 in the FA Cup last weekend. And then there was like a 6-3 or 4-0. Either way, there's been a lot of goals um, in both of the these matches, in a majority of these teams' matches. And so I kind of lean more goals here too um the the there isn't i mean if you if you want to get a good value you're gonna have to you're going to look for goals on the over uh they were three and a half being at plus 165 is the first positive um number you're gonna get so if you if you think that then you know look at that number but i do think that there's gonna be i wouldn't be surprised at like a three two or you know a two two or something like that where there is quite a few goals yeah i mean just looking at if you just look at recent results between these teams, it's a wonder why over two and a half goals isn't like minus one eighty, like minus one seventy. So uh, their last six matches, there's been at least three goals scored in them, and if you want three of their last four, there's been at least five scored in them. So I think you can you maybe sprinkle in on that in that two and a half. You're you getting minus one forty five right now. That's probably going to go up. That's that's my guess, but. I'd go with uh, over four and a half here sitting at plus 370. That looks like a pretty tasty number. Like this matchup just, it screams goals. Like there's been goals between them. This isn't the Liverpool-Leicester match where, you know, Leicester have to sit back. They have to, you know, just simply go on counters. This is both these teams love playing on the counter. So it's not going to be like, I don't know, one team's dominating the other. They're going to be going back and forth, back and forth. And that's why there's always all these goals between them. Like Brendan Rodgers and David Moyes has been at these teams for, you know, all these recent matches with all these goals. 
uh, just because of how they play. So it only makes sense that you bet the over in this spot. And like other, like Lester have these defensive issues. So that's obviously the number one here for uh, giving West Ham the, the push, but like Lester still have a lot of their attacking guys. So it's not like, Oh, they're without, sure. They're without Jamie Vardy, but like they have DACA, they have Ianacho, they have James Madison, Lookman, Barnes. They have, they have all these guys outside of Vardy. And like, I think they'll be fine scoring. Uh, the question is, are you, do you believe that West Ham should be favored here? Uh, I will note West Ham have won the last three meetings against, uh, yeah, last three meetings. And the last time they played at Leicester, it was 3 0. So, are we going with those recent results? Just thinking over and West Ham win? Is that kind of what the odds are showing here? That's an interesting question, Adam. It's always fun when you got two teams that are below plus 200, but neither of them, you know, hits, hits that negative number. So as you mentioned, West Ham being plus 145 on the road at Leicester, a Leicester city who are find themselves 12th in the table playing pretty poorly. I mean, they've lost three of their past five, just have one win in the past five. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd lean West Ham here. I think they're a better, I mean, they are a better team in the table and they're, they're playing better. So I just think I just got to ride that form thing. Um, the, the eye test, they look better that way. And so I think all, all numbers kind of point to West Ham plus 145. Uh, do you share that view or do you, do you think that lesser city are going to be able to bounce back at home? I mean, initial look, when I first saw the odds, I, you know, I thought West Ham should be, you know, it should be maybe even closer to even. Um, sorry, I mean, Leicester. Did I say Leicester? Leicester should be closer to even because they're at home. Like, they're coming off. They're coming off, I mean, these two losses here. Like, they need they need points is kind of what, what I'm getting at. But maybe they just aren't good enough for these points. Um, like, I, I, I still think they have a solid squad. Like, they have all these injuries and everything. But like they still have a good squad. But then, you know, what turned me off was those recent results. So it's kind of hard to, you know, go against say Lester's gonna win given their form and given the recent results between these teams. It's like maybe I don't wanna bet on Lester just because of all that. I'd rather, you know, go with the overs, go with over three and a half, two and a half, four and a half, whatever. I, that's more of the route I'd take here. Yeah, totally. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right. So that's all we got here. If you're watching on YouTube, I got the 
sports betting page here. We have all odds for a little bit of everything and it's Premier League. So we're going to do best bets and I will start because Chris is on three straight. So I'm going to write about this or I have written about it. My article will be up Friday, hopefully early uh, at rotowire.com. So my bet here, hopefully it's not going to be, you know, one of those Norwich rants, but I got, it seems like the odds are wrong here. You're going to have to tell me uh, if they are in fact wrong, or maybe I'm just getting too excited about this. So we got Brentford home against Crystal Palace over two and a half goals plus 130. I think this is a number that should be minus 120. There's something wrong. This is either, it's either a trap or the odds are wrong. So this could go one nil and we'll see what happens, but I'm going with the goals. So just looking at numbers for these teams this season, 31 goals in 12 home Brentford matches, 31 goals in 11 Crystal Palace away matches. It really makes no sense that you can get over two and a half goals at plus 130 here. Like we already know Brentford's a better team at home. Um, that includes, you know, playing better offensively and their defense has struggled no matter where they play. So that's always going to be a problem. Um, but like if you if you just look at their recent home results, they've just played a bunch of, you know, difficult teams. So but even then, there's still goals in those matches. As for Crystal Palace, like I talked about them uh few days ago they're not very good away from home but what they do is you know they produce goals um they got Zaha back he you know he put in a nice goal from I don't know 25 or so yards out curled it in against Norwich uh otherwise they're pretty much fully healthy uh there hasn't been as many goals in in recent matches I think that's a lot a lot to do with matchups like they're playing playing Brighton playing Norwich playing Tottenham playing defensive Ragnick uh, Manchester United. So there, there's some lower scoring matches, but am I off here? Why are, why is this, why are we getting plus 130 odds on it? No, that, that was, as you were talking, I was like looking up. I mean, we, we know that Crystal Palace is really bad on the road. They've got one win in 11 matches, uh, five draws, five losses. And I didn't realize that uh, Brentford was actually pretty decent um, from a goals perspective playing at home. Um, so yeah, they were, what do we say? Brentford have, there's, they've been 31 goals at home too. So, I mean, yeah, 62 goals in 33 matches. If you do all the math, I'm no mathematician here, but that's a quick mental, mental uh, addition there. That's a lot of goals. Um, so yeah, I think, I think you're, you're fair to try to capitalize on those plus odds for plus two and a half. So yeah, I'm, are, I'm we with worried, you are you worried at all that the previous matchup was nil nil? And that there's a chance Ivan Tony isn't going to start at Brentford, or do you think whatever screw that screw the previous matchup, which is in August, and like Ivan Tony, it's not like he's scoring a ton of goals anyway. So, yeah, I'm on screw the previous matchup. Like, let, let's look at this big sample size we have of, of whatever 20 plus games where we have seen one team, you know, be involved in a lot of goals at home, and another team be involved in a lot of goals away. So, you know, might as well just look at that versus just one one-off game where it was nil-nil. All right, there we go. Now, what do we got for your best bet? Yeah, I've been, I've been hemming and hawing over this one 
Um, there's I'm riding a bit of a heater, so I don't want to I don't want to jinx myself. Um, don't want to you know get to stick to what got me here. Um, I love a you know I, I went I went negative odds last game as kind of that just seemed too easy. So um, I want to get back to betting on something that's positive odds here. Uh, and prior, I think we you know I, I was thinking about Wolverhampton. Um, against Tottenham, um, double chance you can get you can get that bet at plus one thirty five. Right now, that might go a little bit differently. Um, I was just thinking, like you know, Tottenham just lost a tough one to Southampton. Wolverhampton just lost two, but they're usually you know they've been playing well. This is a big game in terms of who can get closer to that. I'm just I'm going to avoid all that. I'm going to just toss that one out the window, and I'm going to go to the one that you know, I just feel strongly about, and that's Southampton double chance. Uh, that's a, a draw or a win for Southampton. They're heading to Manchester United. We talked about this one and I might've talked this one into, into uh, my own head. And so best bet Southampton plus plus one forty, um, And that's double chance. So winner draw your cash on the bet. I think that they can get a result against Manchester United for all the reasons that we outlined, you know, 20 minutes ago. So that, that's where I'm at. All right, yeah. Uh, I said it when we were talking about the game. Like, I don't think Manchester United should be minus 165 in this in this matchup. And let's do it. Southampton win or draw. They're going to keep their, their run going. And Ronaldo is, once again, going to go scoreless. Let's say it. Let's do it. <laughs> we'll see. All right, there we go. That's, that's, uh, that's, that's the music we got. But again, thanks for listening. This is Kits and Wagers. We're talking game week 25. My best bet was over two and a half goals between Brentford and Crystal Palace. Chris took Wolverhampton. No, he did not. Just kidding. He took Southampton plus 140, winner draw at Manchester United. Chris is on three straight. I haven't lost in two straight. These are winners. You've been watching on YouTube rotowire.com slash soccer trial gets you a free 10-day trial been pulling up the lineup page been pulling up the odds get all that stuff rotowire.com and if you're watching on youtube make sure to subscribe like rate review podcast form do it all and let's wish chris uh, safe travels over the weekend and we will see everyone for i think game week 26 there will be no There'll be no FA Cup discussion next week. That's what I'll say. We'll be back for game week 25. Thanks for watching, and thank you, Chris. Thanks, Adam. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.